Welcome to tonight's story. The title of today's story is People Don't Seem to Realize That Figures of Mythos Evolved Too. Chapter 1. The alarm clock blared, shattering the silence of the small apartment. Jake groaned and rubbed his eyes, his mind still foggy from sleep. He stumbled out of bed and shuffled towards the kitchen, his feet dragging on the worn-out carpet. Jake was a dealer, but not your typical drug dealer. He supplied the mythical world with technology. From enchanted iPhones to invisibility cloaks, Jake was their go-to guy. As he sipped his coffee, Jake checked his emails, sorting through orders from centaurs and fairies. A knock at the door interrupted his routine. Jake frowned, wondering who it could be so early in the morning. He opened the door to find a tall, imposing man in a black suit, his face hidden behind a fedora. Good morning, Jake, the man said, his voice deep and commanding. I have a job for you. Jake eyed the stranger warily, sensing that this was no ordinary request. What kind of job? The man handed him an envelope. Cupid needs an upgrade. His current weapons are outdated, and we need something more efficient. Jake opened the envelope and scanned the contents. It was a request for a state-of-the-art sniper rifle, designed to shoot love arrows with pinpoint accuracy. Cupid had traded his bow for a sniper rifle decades ago, and it was time for an upgrade. Jake nodded, already envisioning the design in his head. I can do that. When do you need it by? Tonight, the man said, his eyes piercing. And don't disappoint me, Jake. Cupid's been complaining about his old rifle for weeks. Jake watched the man disappear down the hallway, feeling a sense of unease settling in his gut. He knew this wasn't going to be an easy job, but he had a reputation to uphold. He grabbed his sketch pad and headed to his workshop, ready to start designing the perfect weapon for Cupid's needs. This was just another job for Jake, but little did he know, it was the start of a hero's journey that would change his life forever. Chapter 2 As Jake worked on the design of the sniper rifle, his mind wandered to the mysterious man who had given him the job. Who was he, and why did he seem so interested in Cupid's weapon? Jake had many clients from the mythical world, but this one felt different. There was a sense of danger that hung over the job, and Jake knew he had to be careful. Hours flew by as he worked tirelessly on the design, his hands moving with precision and skill. He tested different materials and mechanisms, determined to make the perfect weapon. As the sun began to set and the deadline drew closer, Jake realized he hadn't eaten all day. He rummaged through his fridge and found a leftover sandwich, taking a few bites before getting back to work. Finally, the sniper rifle was complete. It was a sleek, black and silver weapon outfitted with a scope that could detect the slightest movements. Jake packed it carefully, ensuring it was secure and safe for transport. He wondered how the man would react to his creation and whether it would meet Cupid's needs. Just as he was about to leave his workshop, the door burst open. Standing in front of him was a group of trolls, their eyes blazing with anger. 
Where is it? One of them growled, reaching for Jake's bag. Jake's heart raced as he realized he had walked into a trap. He tried to back away, but the trolls were too quick. They seized the bag and examined the weapon, their hands gripping it tightly. Jake knew he had to act fast if he wanted to get out of this alive. I can make more, he said quickly, hoping to appease them. Just let me go, and we can talk business later. The trolls exchanged a look, then slowly nodded. Jake retreated to the corner of his workshop, watching as they slipped out the door and disappeared into the night. He knew he had to act quickly if he wanted to get the weapon back. But who had hired the trolls, and why? Jake felt a sense of dread wash over him, knowing that danger was lurking just around the corner. As he stepped out into the night, he braced himself for whatever lay ahead, determined to find out the truth behind the mysterious job. Chapter 3 Jake stepped out into the cool night air, his heart pounding as he scanned the darkness for any sign of the trolls. He knew he couldn't let them get away with the sniper rifle. It was too dangerous in the wrong hands. He thought back to the mysterious man who had given him the job and wondered if he had any connection to the troll's attack. Jake didn't have time to dwell on it. He had to act fast if he wanted to retrieve the weapon. He ducked into an alleyway, pulling out his enchanted iPhone to scan the area for any magical traces. He detected a faint aura of troll magic nearby and followed it, his senses alert for any danger. As he turned the corner, he caught sight of the trolls. They were huddled around a parked car, examining the sniper rifle in the dim light. Jake crept closer, his heart pounding in his chest. He had to get the weapon back before it was too late. Suddenly, one of the trolls spotted him and let out a loud roar. Jake darted behind a nearby dumpster, feeling the vibrations of the trolls' footsteps as they charged towards him. He knew he had to act fast. He pulled out a small vial of dragon's breath and tossed it at the trolls. The vial shattered on impact, releasing a cloud of thick smoke that engulfed the trolls. Jake took advantage of the distraction and snatched the sniper rifle, feeling its weight in his hands. He knew he had to get out of there fast before the trolls recovered. He sprinted back towards his workshop, his heart racing as he listened for any signs of pursuit. When he finally arrived back at his workshop, he breathed a sigh of relief. He locked the door and collapsed onto the couch, feeling the adrenaline beginning to wear off. He examined the rifle more closely, wondering why it was so important to the trolls. Was there more to this job than he had initially thought? As he sat there, lost in thought, his phone rang. He answered it, his voice hushed. Hello? It was the mysterious man from before. Jake, I trust everything went smoothly? Jake hesitated, wondering if he should tell the man about the troll's attack. But he decided against it. Yeah, everything's good. The sniper rifle's finished. Excellent. I'll send someone to pick it up. And Jake, don't worry about the trolls. They were just hired muscle. You did well. Jake felt a shiver run down his spine. 
He knew he had gotten in over his head with this job. He wondered what other dangers lay ahead and whether he was prepared to face them. But one thing was certain. He wasn't just a dealer anymore. He was a hero in the making. Chapter 4 Jake sat on his couch, his mind racing with questions. Who was the mysterious man, and why was he so interested in Cupid's weapon? What did he mean by don't worry about the trolls? And most importantly, what was he getting himself into? As he pondered these questions, his phone rang again. It was the same number as before. Hesitantly, Jake answered it. Jake, I have another job for you. Jake's heart sank. He wasn't sure he was ready for another job, especially not after what had just happened with the trolls. I don't know if I'm the right person for this, Jake said slowly. You're the only one for the job, the man replied. I'll send you the details. Jake hung up the phone and decided to take a walk to clear his head. He walked through the deserted streets, his mind still wrestling with the implications of what he had just heard. As he walked, he saw strange creatures lurking in the shadows, watching him with curious eyes. He felt a sense of fear and unease creeping in, but he pushed it aside. He was a dealer, and he had a job to do. When he arrived back at his apartment, he sat down at his desk and opened the email from the mysterious man. It was a request for a portal gun, one that could transport its user to any location in the mythical world. The man had specified that it needed to be completely undetectable by any magical means and that it was to be delivered to a location in the middle of a forest. Jake knew this job was dangerous, but the payment was too good to pass up. He began sketching out the design of the portal gun, his hands moving quickly and surely across the page. He tested different materials and mechanisms, trying to create the perfect weapon. As he worked, he felt a sense of unease growing inside him. He didn't like not knowing who he was working for, or what the man's true intentions were. But he pushed those thoughts aside and focused on the job at hand. Finally, after hours of work, the portal gun was complete. It was a sleek, black and silver gun, small enough to fit in the palm of his hand. He packed it carefully, and set out to deliver it to the specified location. The forest was dark and eerie, the trees looming over him like silent sentinels. Jake walked carefully, scanning the area for any hint of danger. But he needn't have worried. The man was waiting for him, his face hidden in the shadows. Did you bring it? The man asked. Jake handed over the portal gun, feeling uneasy under the man's steady gaze. Excellent, the man said, pocketing the weapon. You've done well, Jake. You might just make a name for yourself in this world. Jake watched as the man disappeared into the forest, wondering what he had just gotten himself into. As he walked through the forest, his mind racing with questions, he knew one thing for certain. This was only the beginning of his journey, and there was no telling where it would lead him. Chapter 5 Jake awoke to the sound of his phone ringing, the bright light from the screen illuminating his dark bedroom. 
He groaned and answered it, still half asleep. Jake, it's the man. I have another job for you. Jake rubbed his eyes, wondering if he was still dreaming. He had just delivered the portal gun and wasn't sure he was ready for another job so soon. What kind of job? He asked, his voice groggy. I need a device that can detect and neutralize magical traps. Can you do it? Jake considered the request for a moment. He had never designed something like that before, but he was always up for a challenge. Yeah, I can do it, he said, feeling a sense of excitement building inside him. Good. I'll send you the details. Jake hung up the phone and got to work, his mind buzzing with ideas. He knew this job would be difficult, but he was up for the challenge. Days turned into weeks as Jake worked on the device, experimenting with different materials and spells. He lost sleep and neglected his social life, but he was determined to make the best device possible. Finally, after countless hours of work, the device was complete. It was a small, silver device that fit in the palm of his hand. It had a screen that displayed a map of the surrounding area with red dots indicating magical traps. It also had a small button that, when pressed, emitted a pulse that would neutralize any traps within range. Jake packed the device carefully and headed to the location specified by the man. It was a rundown building in the middle of the city, with no visible signs of activity. Jake hesitated for a moment, wondering if he was walking into a trap. But he shook off his fears and entered the building. He was greeted by a group of fairies, their fluttering wings creating a soft breeze in the room. Jake, we've been expecting you, the lead fairy said, her voice like a bell. Jake handed over the device and watched as the fairies examined it. They nodded in approval and handed him a briefcase full of cash. Good work, Jake. We'll be in touch. Jake left the building feeling both exhilarated and nervous. He had completed another job successfully, but he still didn't know who he was working for. And he had a feeling that the risks of his job were only going to get higher. As he walked back to his apartment, his mind racing with questions, he knew he couldn't back out now. He was in too deep, and the only way out was to keep moving forward. Chapter 6 Jake had just finished another job, and he was feeling drained. He had been working non-stop for the past month, and his body was starting to feel the effects. He decided to take a break and visit his friend, Mike. Mike was a bartender at a local pub, and Jake liked to go there to unwind. He walked into the dimly lit pub and took a seat at the bar. Mike greeted him warmly and poured him a pint of beer. Long day, huh? Mike asked, wiping down the bar. Yeah, Jake replied, taking a sip of his beer. I just finished another job, and I'm starting to feel burnt out. Mike nodded sympathetically. You can't keep doing this forever, Jake. You need to take a break and recharge. Jake knew Mike was right, but he couldn't ignore the nagging feeling that he needed to keep working. He felt like he was on the verge of something big, and he didn't want to miss out on any opportunities. 
As he sat at the bar, lost in thought, he heard a commotion outside. He walked over to the window and saw a group of trolls causing a disturbance. They were drunk and disorderly, yelling and throwing things. Jake sighed, knowing he couldn't ignore the situation. He walked outside and faced the trolls. Hey, guys, can you keep it down, he said, trying to reason with them. The trolls ignored him and continued their chaos. Jake knew he had to take action before someone got hurt. He reached into his pocket and pulled out a vial of dragon's breath. Last warning, he said, holding up the vial. Leave now or things will get ugly. The trolls laughed and charged towards him. But Jake was ready. He tossed the vial at their feet, and the trolls were engulfed in a cloud of smoke. Jake watched as the trolls stumbled around blindly, their vision obscured by the smoke. He knew he had to act fast before they recovered. He pulled out his enchanted iPhone and dialed 911. Hello, this is Jake. There's a disturbance at the pub on 5th Street. Send help. He hung up the phone and waited for the police to arrive. As he stood there, surrounded by the smoke, he felt a sense of satisfaction. He had stood up to the trolls and protected his community. When the police arrived, they arrested the trolls and dispersed the crowd. Jake walked back into the pub, feeling a sense of relief. He realized that sometimes, being a hero meant more than just completing jobs. It meant standing up for what was right and protecting the people around him. Chapter 7 Jake sat at his desk, staring at the blank sheet of paper in front of him. He knew he had to write a report on the latest job he had completed, but he couldn't find the words. His mind kept wandering back to the trolls and the mysterious man who had hired him. He shook his head and tried to focus. He needed this job to pay the bills, and he couldn't afford to let his thoughts get in the way. He took a deep breath and began typing. The report was short and to the point, detailing the device he had created for the fairies. He sent it off and leaned back in his chair, feeling a sense of relief. He had completed the job, and he could finally relax. But as he sat there, his mind kept drifting back to the trolls. He wondered who had hired them and why they were so interested in the portal gun. He couldn't shake the feeling that something big was happening behind the scenes. He decided to do some investigating of his own. He pulled up his enchanted iPhone and began scanning the area for any magical traces. He detected a faint aura of troll magic, and he followed it to a warehouse on the outskirts of the city. The warehouse was dark and ominous, with no visible signs of activity. Jake hesitated for a moment, wondering if he was walking into a trap. But he pushed his fears aside and entered the building. He was greeted by a group of trolls, their eyes blazing with anger. What are you doing here? One of them growled. I'm looking for answers, Jake replied, his voice steady. The trolls exchanged a look, then one of them stepped forward. We were hired to steal the portal gun, the troll said, his tone gruff. We don't know by who. 
We were just told to deliver it to a certain location. Jake felt a sense of frustration wash over him. He had hit a dead end. Can you tell me anything else? He pressed. The troll shook his head. That's all we know. We were paid well, and we followed orders. That's all you need to know. Jake nodded, realizing he wasn't going to get any more information from them. He turned to leave, but he felt a sudden jolt of pain in his back. He stumbled forward and fell to the ground, his vision blurred. He looked up and saw the trolls sneering down at him. You should have stayed out of this, one of them spat. Jake tried to get up, but everything went black. When he came to, he was lying in a hospital bed, surrounded by machines beeping and whirring. He groaned and tried to sit up, but a nurse gently pushed him back down. You've been in a coma for three days, she said kindly. You were attacked by a group of trolls. Jake remembered the warehouse and the pain in his back. He realized he had been lucky to survive. Can you tell me anything else? He asked, his voice weak. The nurse shook her head. I'm sorry. We don't have any more information. But you're safe now, and that's what matters. Jake nodded, feeling a sense of confusion and fear. He knew he had gotten in over his head with this job, but he never anticipated it would lead to this. He wondered what was going to happen next, and whether he was even safe anymore. As he lay in the hospital bed, his mind racing with questions, he realized one thing. He had to be more careful with the jobs he accepted. He couldn't afford to let his curiosity get the best of him, or he might not make it out alive. Chapter 8 Jake was discharged from the hospital a few days later, still feeling weak and vulnerable. He knew he needed to take some time off and recover from his injuries. He decided to visit his parents in the countryside, hoping the fresh air and quiet surroundings would help him clear his mind. As he drove down the winding country roads, he felt a sense of peace wash over him. The rolling green hills and the sounds of birds chirping were a welcome change from the chaos of the city. He arrived at his parents' house and was greeted warmly by his mother and father. Chapter 9 Jake spent the next few weeks recovering at his parents' house, taking long walks and enjoying the simple pleasures of life. He didn't think about his job or the danger that came with it. He simply enjoyed the company of his family and the beauty of nature. But as the days passed, he couldn't ignore the nagging feeling that he needed to get back to work. He knew he had bills to pay and a reputation to uphold. He also knew that the danger he faced was just part of the job. He decided to return to the city and start taking on jobs again. But this time, he would be more careful. He would only accept jobs from trusted clients, and he would always be on his guard. As he walked through the city streets, he felt a sense of determination building inside him. He was a hero in the making, and he was ready to face whatever challenges lay ahead. Chapter 10 Jake had been back in the city for a few weeks, and he had taken on a few small jobs to ease himself back into work. But he still couldn't shake the feeling that something big was happening behind the scenes. 
He had been keeping his eyes and ears open, trying to gather any information he could about the mysterious man who had hired him for the portal gun. One day, as he was walking through the city, he felt a tap on his shoulder. He turned around and found himself face to face with the man himself. Jake, I need your help again, the man said, his voice urgent. What kind of help? Jake asked warily. There's a powerful artifact that's been stolen, and I need you to track it down and retrieve it. It's important to the safety of the entire mythical world. Jake hesitated for a moment, wondering if he should trust the man. But he knew he was the only one who could do the job. All right, I'll do it, Jake said, feeling a sense of determination building inside him. The End We hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Stay connected with us by subscribing so you won't miss the next one. Your host, Amalia Dupre, and the team at this podcast will make you sleep, wishing you a night of peaceful sleep. Sweet dreams.